oceans. Two oceans will begin. along with my friend and crafty colleague Scrumby discuss film and other media through a decades-long lens of mass media consumption. In this episode, we catch up with movie news, upcoming films, and talk about our choice of classic bromance films. This is the Two Oceans Podcast, so put on the lipstick, wig, and dress, and hide from the mob as we begin episode 21. Episode 21. 21 Jump Street. Oh, are you? Am I Greco to your dep? Is that, is that still okay to say? I don't think we, 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 either of us come out of that very well. No, true. That's right. <laughs> true. So, movies with 21 in the title 21 Grams. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a movie called 21 Bridges. 21 Jump Street, of course, comes up. Chromosome 21. Only oh, came out last year. The classic. <laughs> you know, yeah, totally. Dead at 21. Oh, Catch 21. <laughs> I just snuck in there before next week. Um, <laughs> cool. Okay, so this week we're doing bromance, but uh, as usual, we'll try to kick things off with uh, some of the movie news. There we go. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so this week, okay, that's enough. Right, <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's really wanting you to know. <laughs> if anyone wants to interpret what that meant, <laughs> help. Exactly, Come it's the machine house. crying out. It's gaining sentience. Yeah. <laughs> it's crying for the sweet release of death. Oh no. Um yeah. Not too much exciting movie news this week. Um a lot of attention on Everywhere All at Once. Uh Screen Actors Guild Awards scooped up a bunch of prizes and that. BAFTAs and uh yeah. SAG. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was nice to see. Um yeah. and I guess the other ones are kind of more related to the trailers. So um, there's been a trailer oh, for the uh, new Peter Pan. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I saw that it was there. But did you watch it, uh, the trailer? I, I didn't. No, no. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> I also didn't watch the Haunted, Haunted Mansion teaser trailer that came out. Oh, uh, I watched that one. Oh, what'd you think? And yeah, it'd be interesting, you know, because I know uh, Del Toro carried that for a long time. Yeah, uh, he was attached to that for quite a while, but now obviously not. So it'll be interesting. I like because I mean, Lakeith Stanfield's going to be in it, so that's that right. has me curious to see, you know, how he 
crosses over into a bigger thing. I've liked everything he's done, but he's, he's like he's like the Parker Posey sort of thing that feels that- so properly grounded when it's an indie sort of uh, thing. Even uh, I gotcha. Atlanta, oh, that that uh, sounds show, good. You know, uh, so uh, I'm curious to see what happens with him there and what he brings to that. And so you know, looks like an interesting enough cast and uh, and such. So fingers crossed. Always, yeah. always like things that genre. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of, um, they've cast a new Hellboy. Um, I saw they were rebooting it again. They're rebooting it again. Uh, it's a guy called Jack Casey. Um, not really been in a lot of big, big movies. He oh, had a part in yeah. no, Deadpool two, Baywatch, uh, Crank. If you remember that for me a few oh, years yes. back. I, I, um, oh, the Crank movies. I love the Crank movies. Uh, I mean, he doesn't seem to have the uh, stature that I would imagine for Hellboy. Um, I mean, in, in I, I was always frustrated that, uh, speaking of Del Toro, that Del Toro never got to do the final part to Hellboy mm-hmm. Perlman. Yeah. Um, so I think that that hangs over anything that, that comes out now. <laughs> um, the, the fact that they're casting it before... Uh, you know, mentioning any directors on this um, is a little worrying uh, yeah. because you, you wanted to get the director involved first. But uh, there you go. There you yeah. go. I have I have opinions and notes, but I'm not going to dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. No, I don't uh, know. Pope's, Pope's Exorcist. Oh yes, I trailer? did see that. Yeah, I saw the trailer uh, that I felt it gave it showed too much. Way too much in the trailer. But yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll watch it, but I'm like, what's Russell Crowe doing in this? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean he does look like he's toning it down in this one. Um <laughs> yeah, well, toning it down for Russell Crowe is you know, For Russell Crowe. <laughs> moves it into Tom Hardy range, you know. I mean it's another one of those movies where they they could have just brought up the premise, right, mm-hmm. and hinted just enough to say there might be something supernatural in this. Yeah, um, something else, which, something more is going on here than just a right. Yeah, right. Uh, and and you know they 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 do drop these sort of based on a true story, you know, right, oh, which... uh, you know, which which is hard to believe when they show as much as they do in that yeah, with right. people hovering in the air and all that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm hovering right now. <laughs> that's because you that's had I... COVID this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Again, when you get it the yeah. second time, you learn hovering. You unlock yeah. that tree skill. So, so for listeners, we we have been cursed uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, COVID, various illness, technical issues, up the wazoo, um, problem with getting our schedules together. So. Uh, yeah, Belgian will rejoice. I'll listen for the fireworks when we start releasing uh, <laughs> say. this episode again. <laughs> uh, um, two other trailers of note that I saw pop up uh, that were both kind of historical docudrama e, you know, dramatic versions of some historical thing. One was the uh, story of the Boston Strangler. Oh, right. Uh, yep. And about the, the female reporters that are the ones that uncover it and how it uncovers the police corruption, you know, the whole case. I mean, it's a it's a fascinating Set, case. I'm surprised they've taken this long. To... 
Is that Natalie Portman? That's uh, in that word? almost Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> not Padme. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and the other being, uh, so it's a fascinating story on its own if you know it at all. And so I'm curious to see how they handle it. Uh, the same though with the uh, original about uh, the Tetris movie uh, about the game. Now that the... looks like that is based on a graphic novel, which I read, which is really good. It's like a documentary kind of about how yeah. the whole Tetris story. Yeah, um, which the story is far more fascinating than it has any right to be. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, totally. So I'm hoping, uh, yeah, I mean, the movie, if, if the movie looks, I, I don't know if they based it on the graphic novel or if it's just based on the same true story or what um right but yeah that 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 looks really interesting there's a a comedy actually i saw a trailer for this week that looks good called the blackening i was just gonna say the blackening's the other one i had on my list oh really really yeah what did you think um yeah the whole we can't all die first Right. Uh, yeah. Just diving into the trope and then who's who's working on it, you know, it's like, okay, it's not your yeah. typical horror stuff, but they're like, let us take a swing at this instead, which is like a nice should be a nice refreshing sort of change it has at least, a you know. Bit of a cabin in the woods feel as well. Um uh, yeah. like, I, like like they they know their subject, like they know uh, horror movies enough to you know, it's not uh another scary movie. Um pastiche yeah. kind yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks like th- that actually looks pretty fun. So, and a trailer that I'd seen a while back, but I think the movie is actually coming out soon. Is uh, was it inside uh, about the burglar that gets trapped in a New York penthouse? Um, and uh, God, I'm trying mm. to trying to remember. I have not seen. I have not seen that. One. Yeah, so it is um, Willem Dafoe is a burglar and he manages to get into this um you know penthouse uh apartment in new york oh, okay. uh, to, yeah, yeah, to go yeah. into this heist but he gets trapped um he gets locked in and it's basically turns into a survival movie in the middle of <laughs> new york uh which looks a little bit interesting so it's pretty much just a one-man show with willem dafoe mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah I'm trying to think uh, if there are any others. Uh, did you have any anything else in your list? Uh, not trailer-wise, no. Yeah, Pope's Exorcist. Um, just and, uh, having a look through. R.A.P. Uh, Tom Sizemore, who just passed yes. yesterday. Yep. Uh, that was... was uh, that started off strong, and boy, did not end well. Oh, yeah. The man and his career both kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, troubled soul, wasn't he? Uh, yes, let's put it that way, yes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's like, he seemed to fit the Tarantino when he came in, and uh, I first noticed him in uh, True Romance, and then he popped up in uh, Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Uh, and he seemed pretty pretty well suited for that kind of Tarantino character. Uh, what, what was he also in the, that, that movie or the species? Do, do species. Do you, do you remember? It was the, um, HR Geiger designed. Yeah. Email. Uh, alien. No. Oh no, no. Oh, what was the one he was in? There was something, it was terrible. I watched it in the theater. It was yeah. another <laughs> alien movie thing though. Uh, 
with him, yeah. Like the 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 guiled or the something like that or oh it's got a right. name like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. He was okay in it. Um, yeah. I mean he's always he was, okay, isn't he? It's uh Yeah. And saving Private Ryan, of course. Uh he's very good in that. I, I, I think that's probably his peak for me. Um yeah. I think that's his, where part, his saving peaks. private. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time ago, though. <laughs> I, th- yes. I think you could say that about quite a few directors as well uh, at that yes. time. That's, that's um, true, true. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Right. So, uh, yeah, a little bit light this week. Usually we go over time on the news and the trailers, and but it'll pick up again once we get into the Oscars, I'm sure. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. So. Uh, um, what'd you watch this week? Oh. Oh, <laughs> what did I watch this week? Um, so uh, I have seen a, a couple movies, oh, actually a few movies this week. Um, the only one that's new is a movie called Close um, from a French director called Lucas Dont. Uh, and it, I'd actually put it into the bromance category. And it oh. is about uh, two boys that are around 12 uh at the very beginning of the movie, you see their last summer together before they move on to high school. And uh, they're very close, right? Uh, and they've got this sort of lifelong friendship between them where, you know, they'll, they'll sleep in each other's houses and, and all of this. And when they, they, they get to high school, um, people think that they're a couple, which, which upsets one of the boys, you know, um, to the point that he starts, like, trying to distance himself from from his friend uh you know at least you know while they're at school uh and it turns into this amazing amazing story that i mean it sounds depressing mm-hmm. that it, basically it's about toxic masculinity poisoning the well of childhood um but it is so beautiful to look at so rich it's mm-hmm. so moving and ultimately it's a cathartic experience as well um and it just flew by for me and uh yeah, I, I I'd be surprised if this wasn't on my list of top ten top movies of the year. I know really? we don't do a top ten. Yeah, I think this is probably <laughs> the first one that I think is a potential gold candidate. But you know, there's plenty of time for it to be knocked down. Um, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's really, really good. And the cinematography as well. Um, they have these shots where the boys are both riding their bicycles. And I, I, I'm assuming they must have used drones or something because I, I, I was watching it and afterwards thinking, how did they, how did they get that shot? And for for a while, I was convinced that the boys were on bicycles strapped to the back of a truck mm-hmm. or something with, with like sliding rails. Um, but then, and it sort of pans back, and you see, oh no, they really are riding bicycles. Um, but yeah, it's a, that's a that's a really good one. Have you seen anything this week before I jump into the next couple that I watched? <laughs> uh, yes. Let's do a couple. Uh, finally watched uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio. What'd you think? Uh, I enjoy it. And I thought it was good. I liked the fact that it was a musical. I liked his his visioning of it. Uh, I liked uh, oh, the Walder Frey actor uh, uh, playing uh, the elder Geppetto. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pinocchio is supposed to be kind of annoying, uh, right? Uh, you know, as, right. as a creation, you know, and and he is, uh, but it works. <laughs> um, 
and you know, of course, the style and everything like that. The only thing I have, you know, and, and I bump up to this with most stop motion stuff, and we talked a little about this when we did the stop motion episode. No. But because of the constraints, I will say, of the uh, the medium itself, there's some narrative thing, choices they have to make that where things get short circuited or shortcuts made where it's like wow they could and you know it's like oh this person's yeah. totally evil now or this is where this person's at now right you know they, they don't have time they can't develop a lot and so there's a lot of things that just seem like like it's missing i i or, I, I know what you mean yeah does that make sense yeah but because the opening it actually the beginning it it does take time to get you know christopher waltz's geppetto down mm-hmm. and and and, and they he's uh, it, right? he's volpe Oh, is he Volpe? Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Um, uh, actually, oh, that's that's really bad. I met the guy that was Geppetto. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yeah. I met him at a comic con over. Um, um, it's 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 the picture I posted a couple of years ago where he's dressed as Finn from Adventure Time. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. Anyhow, uh, but at the beginning they do spend that time in the opening, um, really mm-hmm. showing what gets geppetto to the point that he is at the beginning of the movie yeah but then i i I agree with you like especially with some of the the boys that pinocchio gets to know um that they could pivot quite quickly and it is a little bit rushed those those relationships Mm -hmm. and especially when when they've laid that down in the first act you know the detail for geppetto you kind of expect that for the rest of the characters as well so so i do get that yeah. So, uh, but you know, other you know, technically, of course, it's amazing. And, oh, totally. You know, and as a, uh, 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 you know, Del Toro's passion project as well. You know, you could see that. That's the one thing I think that keeps it going more than anything else. I love the layer of fascism on top, though. But that yeah, that's it, a nice it works thing. Really well. It is. I think it it fit well, especially making fun of Mussolini. Uh, there at the end, you'll bring him in directly. Or, uh, or can you imagine Disney having Pinocchio sit there and sing about fascism? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, not realizing what he's doing, right? Well, you know, the original probably is. I mean, given Walt yeah. Disney's proclivities, but you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it seems it's funny with the uh, even with the stop motion, but obviously with the story itself, it just it brings uh-huh. another layer of the humanity the Frankenstein monster idea to it much better. Uh, So a lot of that was a lot better. You know, it's it's the best version of that story. I think we've ever seen probably that we will ever see. Well, actually not much more to mine, right? Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I I think that was peak Pinocchio that we saw there, but um, I'd say the one bit of voice casting uh, that I thought was a, a little bit off was, um, Let's bring it up here. Don't want to get their names wrong again. Um, um Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio being the full title. Um, David Bradley was Geppetto. God damn it! You know who we recognize from. Uh, he's been in Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones the, stand. Know, the Stand. The Stand. The Del Toro connection. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in Doctor Who as well, uh, and oh. uh, 
Uh, Kate Blanchett played uh, Spasatura, the, the, monkey. the monkey. Yeah, because <laughs> she wanted a part in it and she didn't care, uh, yeah. you know, how small it was. Um, but Ewan McGregor, I thought, was a little distracting as a cricket. Um, yeah, I would, I would. I probably would have preferred to have someone that was less well known as the mm, cricket because mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I kept thinking that this is Ewan McGregor uh, through the whole thing, and. Um, the other interesting thing I heard is from the original in the book, um, the cricket dies at the beginning. He's a ghost through the rest uh, of the book. That That well, is he, kind of you know, ever present. I mean, spoiler, well, like, yeah. his narrative is, though. This, yeah, this yeah. Movie. But, but, well, yeah. that's what made me notice it, because that, yeah. that got mentioned. <laughs> and yeah, right. yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and who, the, the kid, Gregory Mann, who played Pinocchio as well, was was very good. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I also followed up, finally watched The Tale of King Crab. What uh, What did you think to that? I mean, that came out of nowhere. I, I that, knew nothing about that movie. Um, that was like, uh, if you had a, I hate to call it optimistic, but less condemning finger of God version of Aguirre. <laughs> Wrath of yeah. God. Um, yeah. Which plays with... a bit like a Western as well, doesn't uh-huh. it? Yes, very much so. Um, I thought it was, and you talk about beautiful. I mean, I just a pace all its own with looking right. like it was shot on crappy 16 millimeter and making it sing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the color yeah. The color matching is gorgeous. The the It all matches the, the muted but also sort of transcendent uh, viewpoint of the main character. Uh, yeah, as well. Um, and One just, it's, yeah, it, it jumps through some themes. It jumps through some big hoops really well. Um, uh, you know, it's it's sad and comedic and yeah, you know, but uh, you know, kind of compelling in a way too. That you know, it's like uh, lends into the mystery of nature, huh. uh, but while also leaning into man the you know the nature of man versus the way of nature and and how they uh, intersect and and pull apart and you know uh yeah i thought it was excellent i, I really I, enjoyed it yeah i i enjoyed it as well I, I i think the first half did work slightly better for me than the second half though i did enjoy the second half the second half felt and i might need to rewatch it felt a little bit rushed in a way, toward in a the way, end. Yeah. So, yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is what we're doing now. Okay. Yeah. R- right. Yeah. They right. kind of butted right. up against each other, like they didn't know how to marry the two. Yeah. Stories together. They make sense overall. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Oh, it one does. Is, uh, uh, but yeah, it becomes Treasure Sierra Madre, basically. <laughs> and uh, I think yeah, an American movie that, but... <laughs> would have spent the first five minutes of a movie sort of setting up that first half and just cutting to the conflict and then. <laughs> Spending the rest of the film on that, um, uh, pretty much a, a Gina kind of road movie chase western something, bit. yeah. Right. Um, but 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 no, I I like I said, I really enjoyed that first half and the mm-hmm. the time that they spent with it, and yeah. uh, really have having no idea where it was going, uh, as well. But uh, yeah, that that's a great one. I'm glad you you caught up with that one. I'm glad you've been able to find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because as as you know, I hadn't heard about it, and you know, aside from going to the Wikipedia page, and it was well received, but it had a very limited release, like seemingly everywhere. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, it reminded me of um, the proposition as well as why Nick Cave mm-hmm. Western mm-hmm. that was uh, in Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tone wise, uh, it was it was a bit similar. Yeah. Um, another uh, one. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, just kind of on the sort of a similar theme is I saw, and this isn't a really new movie. It's uh, called Revanche, which is basically revenge. Uh, it's a uh, Austrian or German movie from a director called Gotts Spielmann, uh, and it came out in 2008. But I swear, uh, I, I, you know, and I was surprised when it said 2008 because it felt like a new movie. Um, and it's built around uh, this guy. He's got a girlfriend. They both work for this pimp, basically, inside this brothel. Uh, and they're both kind of dreaming of being free and being able to go start a life somewhere together and all of this. And that is kind of the first half of the movie. But the, also, and this isn't too much of a spoiler, is like from the beginning, he is um, planning a bank robbery at at this rural bank near where he grew up and where his father lives. Um, and, and, and it's interesting because as, as it has a split similar to the tale of the King crab, where it turns into something entirely different from the second half. Um, and you have, have a, a whole addition of new characters that come in at that point, but it's really good. It is really, really good for, you know, those sort of, it, it, it's 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 a daylight noir i think is the way that i referred to it as um because it's uh-huh. it's definitely a noir but it it, it, nice. it doesn't yeah it's it's really good it's really good worth checking that one out sorry you were gonna mention another oh. one you've seen this week well and so then and it came out last year uh it was a shutter original and then now yeah. it seems to be getting another push i'm seeing the trailer pop up like and listed Ooh. as 2023 uh, okay. now, so I'm wondering if it's getting a broader distribution or something like that. It's called Glorious. Glorious. And it's uh, Ryan Quantin uh, and J.K. Simmons. <laughs> and it basically is like almost like a bottle episode that takes place uh, almost entirely in a uh, rest stop bathroom. Oh, interesting. And Quantin is the main narrative character. Um He's having a rough go of things for various reasons that they get into that mostly land, but kind of don't. But um, in the uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, he hears a voice, then start talking to him from the next stall over, and it's all sealed up right. and everything. And it's uh, this voice that tells him basically that he's been chosen. The universe has chosen him to help basically prevent the apocalypse. Oh, interesting. And the voice coming from the thing is the being that could or could not destroy the world. Oh, wow. And so, wow. And so it's him trying to deal with that and what to kind of, so it's very uh, Eldritch Horror, uh, you know, kind of a Lovecraftian twist to it. Oh. But then uh, uh, very, you know, there's what, four, five characters in the movie. Because uh, some play out in memories, some interact. Right. Um, nice. Uh, uh, but it's very contained to that. Female director uh, as well. Uh, nice, tight. Hmm. Over the past few years, the percentage of female directors turning out great horror movies. Like, oh, yeah. Fantastic horror movies. Yes. Oh, yes. And overdue that they're finally being able to, in my opinion. But, you know. 
Well, maybe that's what that's what it is, is that, you know, uh, the gates have opened up and they've all been waiting because <laughs> yeah. there is a lot of great, great horror that's come out, especially like premiere movies, like their first feature films. And they've hit it out of the park, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, it's like well, that sounds really good. A, it's it's a better premise than it is an execution, but I'm right. not holding that against the finished product it's it's clear what they were going for there's some they try to get too clever with it basically which okay um, doesn't serve it overall in my opinion it's do, uh, do they fall into the m night Shyamalan no trap? no no oh, okay 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 great well i'm trying to gauge how bad you're you're talking here <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah not not that awful no no it's, it's still worth watching it's uh yeah and it's not like a gotcha kind of thing it's right. just more of like a, oh we're going to introduce this element to it so it's going to now it's going to flavor everything but it just uh, it it, it kind of works but like uh, okay feels like you're forcing it you could have you know there's probably something else you could have done to, to make that work a little better but it's still again um more appreciation for uh the attempt yeah uh you know good good showing uh, rather than, you know, not sticking the landing, but at least they tried to stick the landing rather than just, you know, something else. So, sure. Did, did you ever see The Void? The Void. Um, I don't the think Void. So. It, it's, it's, it's a 2016 one. Uh, I just looked it up. Um, and that is, that is quite good. Again, it's not perfect. Um, but it sounds like it's got sort of similar themes to it. Um, where if you, if you go blind to this movie, I think you'll really love it. <laughs> it's, a, it's another one of those ones where it takes a lot from the thing, the Lovecraftian kind of lore. It is one of those films that just pulls you in really quickly because as, as it just starts with something quite ordinary, someone driving along the road and then, uh, you know, getting flagged down by like this blood soaked guy. <laughs> on the road um and, and, and you know everything kind of ticks off in a logical way from that point onwards um uh, it's a low budget film but they they managed to do a lot with that 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 budget um and they they, they stick to practical practical effects as well which is quite oh, good. nice always good yeah yeah glorious okay yeah that sounds interesting definitely want to want to want to check that and one out it's, it's a nice tight uh uh, I realized I said nice and tight after saying a female director that was not for that. That was, it's a nice tight, like, uh, like 90 or like uh, nice, nice tight 90 minutes or so, you know, it's, it's the oh, runtime. It keeps it very, they, right. they don't overdo it. Yeah. That, that, that's another one with that, that, uh, revenge I told, t- talked about that, that mm-hmm. again was hovering around 90 minutes and, Perfect. uh, the movie Close that I watched was roughly 90 minutes. And I also saw um, another movie. Uh, you know, I mentioned Jafar Panahi for a while. He's mm-hmm. He's been imprisoned in Iran. Mm-hmm. He, he's been released recently because he went on hunger strike. Um, but in uh, around 2008, 2009, around there, he was told that he cannot make movies anymore. I watched one of the movies he made during that time. He wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be making movies, and it was called Taxi Turan. And yeah. um, it is it is so, it was one of the most joyful movies I've ever seen. And that's <laughs> not to say that it sugarcoats Tehran. No, it, it, it approaches like all these issues 
that are going on there. You see the different sort of political conflicts and you get a nuanced view that this, oh, this city has people that have left and right wing views, you know, right. yeah. uh, across the spectrum and they have different well, lives. Certainly and some can't are allow rich. that to be shown. Right, right. Um, and in fact, you start hearing uh, he's he's got this niece. And it's his actual niece um, in the in the movie. So the premise of this movie is that that for a day, he um, uh, acts as a taxi driver, and he records the conversations with the people that come into the taxi. Um, a lot of these are reenactments based on you know uh, actual on that. conversations that have yeah. happened. Yep. Um, but it is done so well and it's so clever and, and it's, it's, it's not just like story, 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 story. When it actually gets to the conclusion, it, it, it wraps up in a way that, that ties everything together in a really nice way. It kind of reminded mm -hmm. me of old, like Jim Jarmusch mm -hmm. kind of movies. Uh, and he himself is really likable. And then, and you, there's also a lot in there for cinephiles like you and me. Uh, like there's a guy that comes in, uh, a dwarf actually, who who comes into the car, and he is uh, he deals in um, uh, DVDs uh, that are banned, and <laughs> and so he does these bootleg DVDs, goes around to people's houses, and you know people are looking for either the latest block blockbusters, but he goes to this house of a film student to the film students like delighted. Cause he's like, Oh my God, it's Jafar Panahi, ah, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, it, and he's like, it's like, go on, you know, I'm trying to be a film student. Can you give me advice? And, and he has like wise words to give to him, but it's, it's a really nice movie. Um, hmm. really easy to watch. And again, hitting that 90 minute, that 90 minute mark is nice. Really? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's, mm. it's 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 just it enough is. time where you feel like oh I could have done with a bit more but that was really good you know yeah. <laughs> um it's better than and you know going through two and a half hours uh won't mention any names two and a half three hours right. let's say <laughs> yeah. knowing when to shut up <laughs> yeah no one to stop <laughs> exactly no one i've got the again. strangest feeling someone's gonna kick his ass <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> right shall we uh get into the bromance movies yes why not because it's, yeah uh, it's the now it's february the time of romance so why not explore uh the on-screen <laughs> interest intricacies of bromance, you know, and there's um... <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I, I, don't, I don't know if that was the right uh, sound effect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, do you want to kick us off? What do you, what yeah, do you, what do you have no, on your list? We'll, we'll take it because it's uh, that'll work. And uh, sorry, just get a sip of water. Yeah, stay take hydrated. Because you're like, ah... Uh, because the uh, the idea behind it, it's uh, something uniquely, uh, uh, you know, because then you can get uh, uh, two male leads uh, uh -huh. in a movie to share some time, you know, screen time. So you're doubling your box office draw, but then it's the uh, the non-sexualized, uh, call it romance, between uh, two male characters where it's... Uh, Typically, so there's two ways to do it. Typically, though, it's uh, where there's an established, you come into the story in the movie uh, where there's an established relationship between right. the two, and you don't care why. It's not, you know, they just have simply, they obviously have a, something similar 
that they uh-huh. share some kind of background or outlook. It's usually an outlook on life or something like that, though, that bonds them together. So um, yeah. they're they're more than best friends. They're closer to brothers, but like elected <laughs> brothers. And right. um, giving up on that other person or their dreams or anything like that is never an option. There's yeah. never like a betrayal or a, oh, should we or shouldn't we kind of thing. It's all uh, very implicit and like, oh, yeah, I would die for this person. And in a lot of these, of course, uh, because it it, oddly enough comes to define a lot of action movies, they they will. uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. uh, To it. So uh, but by way of, you know, so so basically it could be that or you can also have though you can have the ones where they uh, uh, the characters are on opposite sides of something at the beginning or at some point and then they come together realizing their friendship is worth more. Right. Well, I was that, thinking so. uh, that's interesting because as, as as that one because of the, one of the ones I, I I had on my list uh, on the outskirts was Banshees of Inishirin because as as everything that they say on the screen is contrary to that, but you get the feeling underneath that that's still there. Yes, uh, you, I'm going to touch know what on. I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to touch on that because I broke them down into some. Uh, okay. Some some versions of it. So I, I took a uh, through our local theater. They have a uh, they own a, a local uh, uh, video store that is fantastic called Movie Madness. Uh, Hollywood Theater owns Movie Madness here in Portland, and uh, they have uh, Movie Madness University because they have a little screening room of about twenty uh, twenty five seats. Nice, and uh, they do like these four week courses. Uh, of varying intensity uh so they did one on bromance so the f- movies they showed were uh in order uh some like it hot the william wyler uh right. jack lemon tony curtis uh butch cassidy and the sundance kid mm-hmm. lethal weapon 2 and then star trek into darkness Is uh, it? were the four that we watched through to explore this theme yeah uh, with uh with fast and the furious getting an honorable mention uh, okay. In there that they just did not have time to explore. Um, and there. So uh, looking at the, we just, they were trying to look, uh, you know, historically film, film wise, historically get uh, from cinema's beginnings to present day. Yeah. Which okay. is funny with the first one where it's uh, and, you know, hot button topic in this stupid country right now of men dressing as women, uh-huh. uh, but just defines their, right. but defines their male, uh, 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 relationship, uh, uh, being so strong is that they, oh yeah, this is fine. They can dress as women to try to hide out from the mob. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would have thought back in that era, all of the major players dressed up in drag at some point, you know, oh, three yeah. stooges, all the party, one, all, you know, uh, all of them. It's biggest claim at the time, it's notoriety came that uh, they did not subject it to the MPA ratings board. They released it without doing so. Oh, you interesting. Could, you could do that, uh, but they didn't want to do it often because you know they didn't want to piss them off. Such too, right. so because they knew they it wouldn't fly. Because uh, the... you know uh, there was a lot they would have had to like cut around, and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Sure. Um, uh, and so a lot of it just uh, you know became. Uh, is intact and what I think it still works is, is coming out of that. So race, uh, but uh, Butch Cassidy, Sundance kid, obvious one, an obvious choice just with the, uh, 
you know, such an idealized version of it. But again, right out of the gate, they're best friends. They're ne- you, and you know, they will never leave each other. Right. Uh, even with the rest of the gang is, is there, but the, these two, uh, are going to sit there with each, you know, uh, and even, you know, almost share a woman to it. Not quite, but they all kind of have the same love for each other. It's just like this more in terms of def- kind of scenario. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of defining what, what that looks like and what it, you know, what relationships can be or don't have to be, you know, uh, without getting too much into sexual mores or anything like that. Right. Uh, Lethal Weapon 2, because uh, the first one, you know, brought them together, and then the second one toned down uh, uh, the it's suicidal... It's established relationship. It's established, thing, it? yeah. It's no. like, at one point, uh, the Mel Gibson character is like, he's like, hey, where does she keep my laundry? You know, he's he's that <laughs> right, involved right. in their house sort of thing. No. So it's And it's like, okay, why does this work? You know, it kind of explores a bit of that, and they get a little of that. Uh, but again, there's no point where they're going to turn on each other. You know, they're not going to do something for each other. They're going to have each other's back, yeah. Uh, no matter the cost, to the end. You know, kind of like yep. the Butch Cassidy and the Sunday to the end. And then they, I don't know why they chose Star Trek Into Darkness. I would have picked, you know, the original Far Superior, Wrath of Khan. <laughs> I oh, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, that's where they came <laughs> but, to mind. But, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, you know, it's an interesting one in the in the bromance thing too. We're just switching things around, and, uh, why Spock goes crazy at the end, you know, kind of thing. You know, it's like okay, I get it. And you know, it's interesting watching uh, these because you know, um, uh, for many folks in the class, uh, they were seeing these for the first time. The, the, uh, oh, which, interesting. I yeah. mean, I do. I just would say that, you know, um, not a fan of the direction of that movie, but I am a big fan of the, the, the Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine playing yes. Kirk and Spock. Yes. I, I think they're, they're ideal for those roles. And, and then Carl Urban as well. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the thing kind of throws in there. They always forget it. Like the you know, bones is part of that bromance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a trio. Yeah. He always has been. And Yeah. And it, and which is fine, you know. It's kind of one of those things. Like it's fine, though, uh, to have that more more can be in there. So, yeah. Though Benedict Cumberbatch was a misstep, boy. And they I, talked and about I, you know the other actors they went for to try to, you know, like Benicio del Toro. I'm like, oh god, that would have been perfect. Yeah, right, right. At least uh, at least someone ethnic. To <laughs> well, I, I play I an ethnic they, character. They were deliberately trying to throw the audience off through yeah, race. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it it was annoying. They did they didn't need to do that. Um no. it, it it didn't need to be a big reveal like that. In fact, no. you, you could have sold it that way As to say just con, con you know, is con. the beginning. It's I would con. have been more excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway. Um <laughs> so then I kicked off started thinking about, you know, so the different uh, uh some variations on this like uh uh another one that came up a bunch was like uh uh, with the recent release of RRR mm-hmm. and that being, oh, yeah. you know, that is bromance to me. That's bromance to the core because yep. it's, uh, it, it shows how they, how they come together. It's instant and their camaraderie is instant and fun because, you know, there's both, you know, they represent these different ideals of uh, Indian cultural uh, identity and heritage and, uh, and resonance. And then, uh, 
when they break apart, you know, it's understand why, but then they come back together because, you know, that's more important. Their, their bromance and, is more important. And don't forget that, 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 that movie is over several years. It's not as if they meet and the movie is yeah. set during the course of a day. Exactly. Uh, it <laughs> is actually a long-term relationship, isn't it? Right. So I, I put this under the what I call the Asian versions or variety of it because it seemed to be like, especially when I first started getting exposed to Hong Kong, uh, New Wave in the 90s, uh, like The Killer. Uh, right. John Woo's thing that. But it, it comes up in many of the movies. But, you know, this is one where it's, uh, again, they're on opposite sides of the law. They are sworn to take each other down. But at the end, he's like, he loves this right. guy. I mean, they love each other. Yeah. And, yeah. And... Uh, and it's definitely played by Chow Yun Fat's character to you know to rely on that. He's like, no, you're not going to do this because you know I'm right. And he's like, uh-huh. and you know the cop has to carry data again, has to carry all that uh, <laughs> uh, as well. You know, it's just really well done. It's a great thing for it. Uh, yeah, uh, example of it. And the other one I put in was uh, like one of the uh, uh, oh the uh, the peaking X's of. Uh, uh, Sammo Hung, Yen Bao, and uh, Jackie Chan. Oh, so, yeah. Like Meals on Wheels. You know, terrible right. name. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it one of the of the several, it's the one that <laughs> explores like the most. Because they're each doing their own uh, stories in there, but no matter what pursuits they're going to, the three of them will always come together, always have each other, always, you know, support each other. You know, and that's yeah. kind of the what you rely on. Uh, you know, as you watch those movies, especially any of the others, uh, it's the same formula uh, where you know they're not gonna, nope. they're not gonna betray yeah. each other. They're they're, they're always going to be strong for each other. Versus now, the other thing, and this is where I get back to uh, Banshees, is more of the toxic bromance, is what I label it as. Um, That's that. Mm-hmm. And and I put Banshees of Inisherin on there. Now, you know, toxic isn't necessarily. Uh, means that you know not in terms of an actual toxic relationship uh in terms of what we normally think of or what springs to mind but yeah but it's not the best let's put it that way uh, yeah I, I think this is the thing it's, it depends mm-hmm. on how you read it in banshees yeah. of inishir as well because as if you were to look at pen and paper and uh, this is why the acting is so amazing in it that they say things in that movie but you could tell they're feeling something entirely different um you know, uh, yeah. you know. Oh, I don't like you anymore. But in it, the the expression, the eyes, the face says something different. There's some conflict in there. Yeah, uh, and then you know, obviously that that sort of plays out through the story as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, there's like it, it's a version, but the uh, it, it's almost like they're uh, and they have to realize that they are stuck together, but in the best possible way. Um, or in Bruges as well. It's a very yeah, similar relation. So. Well, it's yeah. it's it's almost like a father son relationship, isn't it? Yeah, in that way. exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing too with these. It's like you know, I would say in Bruges has more of the uh, there's some need for redemption or something like mm-hmm. that aspect to it. This yeah. like Banshees of Inisherin or, or other proper bromance things do not. Right. Um, they just have the people trying to do the right thing and you're not going to let them go off the rails. So the other toxic one though I had in that was, uh, we're both train spotting movies. Especially between Renton and sick boy. Yeah. Uh, especially in the second <laughs> one, because that's really there, but you know, also the other characters that are in there because it's, you know, for good and bad, you know, the, it's the line from the first one, you know, well, what are you going to do? He's a mate. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that is so bromance to a key that's just some of the, you know, like these will explore the, how that can go awful. Uh, <laughs> or, yeah. or really uh, uh, open you up to abuse and harm and violence of, you know, uh, you know, em- embodied by Begbie, obviously, uh, of, uh, yeah. you know, physical or, and mental abuse. Or that uh, whole sort of chaos relationship as well. And, and this is going to sort of lighter area is, um, you know, fear and loathing of Las Vegas, um, where that is a weird relationship you know, yes. like, like Samoan good... lawyer and, um, you know, it's a relationship, but it's, it, it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't really develop in the, in the movie. No, not you know? the movie. Um, it, the it looks it, far it, better with that, but it's right. also, they're, they're great for each other, but they're, but putting them together, but that doesn't mean that they're great people. Right. Right. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, you also got the Cheech and Jong, Harold and Kumar stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, so that's what I covered under, like, I called The Rest, and one of them uh, called out uh, all movies except for this one, which is the show Welcome to Wrexham, which is uh, okay. Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds buying a Welsh football right. club. Right. And one of the episodes in that show, <laughs> in that first season, uh, they bring in a doctor whose specialty is uh, bromance. Uh, um, <laughs> what it means and such too. And she talks about this because she talks about them because that's oh, part of the joke is like the two of them did not know each other before they did this. They just kind of went in. And, and so the show, uh, as it's, huh. you know, they said they wanted to shoot everything from the get go. They were like, let's document this whole thing. Uh, but part of that you see uh, is how these two grow. Like again, um, having very little in common, just being two successful white actors. Yeah. Um, and how they, you know, and, and that they somehow, you know, go into this thing and, and they learn as much about themselves and each other. And so, you know, and like what they do and how they do and how they re- respond to each other and that sort of ah. thing. You know, it's it's not the and, it's you know, they, they identified as a bromance in a healthy way just because it's not the typical, especially American, uh, uh, where it's a competitive uh, or power based or anything like that. All those are jettisoned. Uh, you yeah. each have skills that you rely on the other person for, you know, which is very, uh, uh, and you know, it's, it's making each of you're, you're better together and you're better individually as a result. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh yeah, a couple of others I threw in, uh, you mentioned, you know, like the, the comedies like Harold and Kumar and Cheech and Chong, Bill and Ted, uh, Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers. Well, but they're brothers though. Well, uh, I mean, that's true. I see what you mean. Yeah. 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 yeah you're so right. It's like, you're right. you're not brothers. So, uh, another through uh, the night before, which is the, uh, Seth Rogen and, uh, uh, Anthony Mackie and, uh, Oh, who's the third? Oh, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, uh, Christmas movie. The, it's basically uh, a Christmas Carol. Um, tenacious D Jack Black and uh, Kyle yeah. Katz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, called in stand by me. Stand by me, yeah. Because you know it's they're already good friends before you know they go through the whole thing, but to kind of what crystallizes their their friendship, but it's also a bromance. You know, it's very much where they can be open with one another. They're very they become very vulnerable with well, one another. Learned, you know, yeah. It's 
is that 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 sort of power balance as well can be an interesting one because another one that I put down was like Wallace and Gromit, and um, <laughs> you, know, uh-huh. you you you've got Gromit is pretty much the adult in that relationship. Oh yes, um, Wallace doesn't realize it, right. <laughs> but but uh, but the dog is 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 constantly the one that 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 is is, is saving Save the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a similar thing in, in these like I think I think in Bruges as well. <laughs> Who compares Wallace and Gromit to to in Bruges? <laughs> in Bruges. But, um, we do. But <laughs> but but, but in, in 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 that movie, you know, um, because as uh, it's 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 not clear at the beginning that Colin Farrell has a death sentence, right? Brendan Gleeson right. is trying to give him a nice send off, basically, but 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 it, he's. He's he's kind of playing the dog role, and and Colin Farrell's just kind of oblivious to it all. Yeah, you know, um, uh, they, you know, they're there for a job. He's bored. He doesn't like the city. Um, smoke signals. Going back to the Native American mm-hmm. stuff, I had mm-hmm. down, um, mm-hmm. and and one that I don't think fits it, but it kind of does. And I always like mentioning this one because a lot of people don't know about this movie. Is uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot with Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, um, where but but they meet at the beginning of the movie with Jeff Bridges being uh, you know uh, a, a drifter and thief who uh, you know while stealing a car stumbles across Thunderbolt, who's Clint Eastwood, who is uh, like his hero, you know. Um, but but they bond and yeah, I've. It's it's kind of weird that because that that isn't an established relationship at the beginning. I suppose it it is from one side because you know the Jeff Bridges character uh, knows of Thunderbolt. Uh, you know at least sort mm-hmm. of like I, puts him on a pedestal. Um, so yeah. uh, and then the other one that I had down from the same era was uh, kind of a rough one. Deliverance. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, and oh and my dinner with Andre from that time period as oh, well. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. completely in the other direction. Cause that was unusual. You know, oh, oh two men going out to dinner together who were friends to talk. Do you know what I mean? It's it yeah. it, it was you know, it, no one would bat an eyelash at that, but I at the time that was that was a a, a little odd. You know, yes. I think for, for that time period. Agreed. And the uh, other I had now more moving it more toward the uh, uh, the present day and what it might mean for the future uh, was uh-huh. the show Our Flag Means Death. Oh, that's a good one. That that is a good one. Yeah, which you know literally moves into the romance <laughs> to a bit, but sure. it's also you know it's also based in this fact of like there was this the gentleman pirate and he and Blackbeard of all people were like really good friends. Right. Right. Like that's a historical, like that's a documented thing. So they try to explore like, what the heck would that mean? Yeah. And how would they approach it? And I think the way they do on that show, um, is very, uh, uh, makes a lot of sense that there oh, is it's really, a, there is a really romantic well sexual, uh, tension, uh, or, or uh, uh, part and of not it. just just from those two characters. But yes, you also get <laughs> jealousy from the others, um, which is more sort of akin to your sort of usual romantic 
kind of setup, right? Yeah. Um, right. But 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 yeah, there there's heated jealousy and thoughts of murder and you know all <laughs> all this soap opera stuff going on. But yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, uh, I like that I think... it ended at the way it did as well, which was yeah. just left it completely open, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the characters go on, you know, they come to <laughs> an end of sorts, uh, you know, historically, but it's like, yeah, where they see and where they go and how, why they do it and such too. It's like, it's it's very clever in how it handles that. It was nice to see a series where characters actually had an arc. Oh yes, instead of just being flat. Yeah, exactly. Multiple char- no one like no one was a toss away character. That that's even, the thing. Even like, though like, some of the characters, characters were literally better. tossed away. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't shortchange anyone. Yeah, it was really 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 good. Um, uh, the other one, and it's it's a film I brought up uh, among some of the best films the last year was Sebastian Mises' Great Freedom and that was a story in prison about these two guys over several decades that have a bit of a bromance in prison And but, but I, I think that's a usual thing I think, think if you think about prison movies well yeah uh, it, Shawshank. It, 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 Shawshank right. Redemption that's the biggest uh, one that comes up for that kind of totally totally and then and, and uh, Jarvish is Down by Law mm-hmm. as well oh, as yeah, another totally. one that I can think of uh-huh. um uh, but yeah, Blues Brothers again, and another brothers, but you know, <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, the prison for the prison setting is almost an excuse for you know it forces men together, and what else do they got to do aside from you know talk to each other and actually you know, <laughs> uh, sort of work on the relationship and kind of develop exactly. Um, um See, I think that's pretty much covered everything that I had. Um, I had super bad as well. Um, uh, blah, 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 smoke signals. Um, Although, it's funny know, you it's... mentioned "Paint Your Wagon." I, 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 I think that it has one of the greatest songs uh, ever <laughs> in it, uh, sung very, very badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, how often do we actually get to hear Reed Marvin sing? You know, wandering and we, star, and then and then we know favorite. why. <laughs> well, I don't know. A- after after the Clint Eastwood song, yeah, it, true. It, that that sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true we... that. cool. Um, oh, Good Whittle Hunting, I had down as well, uh, oh, and yeah. um, there was another Rounders, Rounders. Um, which again was uh, John Malkovich and also was in it Edward Norton with Matt Damon yeah, as the uh, card sharks. Yeah, card sharks. Yeah, playing poker, playing playing poker, and and basically the whole idea was, you know, if it was all chance, then you wouldn't have the same people in the finals every year in the World Championships because if it was right. chance, they couldn't do that. Uh, but yeah, I. I it's a nice little movie. I, I really enjoyed that. John Turturro uh, is in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that had that sort of, 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 of a bit of a poisoned bromance again, where 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 right. Edward Norton was kind of the bad influence, and 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 you know, not to say that Matt Damon was playing an angel in that, but but you know, he did want to try to try to try to get out of the the game. Um, but you know, it was always like one more, just one more. And you know, uh, thinking of it too, the, like the where it's like that, where it's just it ends, it ends badly because of, but it has to end that way. It's like uh, 
uh, ones that go through, you know, uh, uh, like Reservoir Dogs. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim, Tim Roth and, and Harvey Keitel, they, you know, they genuinely care for each other. They genuinely oh, totally. have a bromance that's full. Oh, that's a, that's he a good He stands one. like on that line and it kills him. Yeah. And, and, you know, I always remember the one complaint people had, you know, when we were talking about it, when it came out, was there. like, why does he tell him he's a cop at the end? It's like, because he has to. Yeah. He tells him, yeah. he's like, we're going to go away and do some time together. He knows that's not the truth. And he yeah. has to give him the truth. And he was yeah. willing to die for it because he knows that's how it's going to end. Like, it's like a really right. far. And again, that's also based in the movie Tarantino's <laughs> ripping off uh, the city on fire. Uh-huh. Uh, stuff the which uh you know Ringo Lamb who did that like John or is it Ringo Lamb or Chewy Hark? Anyway, Family the three did. of them <laughs> all did the yeah. they all had they all had the bromance down, right? Yeah. Um and you look in any of their movies, especially in the early early to mid nineties, yeah. uh they were chock full of that um and uh, what do we call oh, it? Totally. Re- restrained heterosexuality, uh, right? Because <laughs> there's always a point of like, okay, they're they're looking at each other like it's always framed like in all these kind of beautiful, uh, like, like okay, these two love each other. I mean, you know, it's yeah. fine, but it's like, are, are, is that are we, are, okay? We're not going there. Okay. Or, or, this is just... we're, yeah. What were we talking about last week about the unbearable weight of massive talent with mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal, like. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I keep seeing it in memes as well as that look that Pedro Pascal has for Nicolas Cage in the movie. Yeah. You know, um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, oh, speaking mm-hmm. up, did what did you think? Did you did you watch the uh, opening episode of Mandalorian? Yes, I have thoughts. What? What did uh, you? Think? I do too. But before we get there, I just want to sign off yeah. on uh, sign off on bromance. Sure. Uh, just as a final thing. So it's, you know, it's a common thing, but it's a, you know, it's this, and uh, again, I would, I would highly recommend, it's almost like a documentary, that one episode of Welcome to Wrexham where they, they go into detail about it. And like, I have to means, watch that, especially know? what it means for men today in terms of, you know, what's masculine and what's not, what's, you know, what's called out as like woke or cancel versus what's legit. You know, it's, 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 um, undergoing a, I don't want to say a renaissance, but a, a, a more right. thorough definition where it's like, no, this has been here all along, guys. This is fine. This is wine. We're not treading on anybody's feet and it's okay to be this way. And it's okay to call this out as its own thing. It doesn't have to be everything. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a, it's an interesting spot. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, in terms of a, as a learning session, uh, <laughs> that, that <laughs> bit's a really good, uh, like primer. Uh, yeah. to, to, to provide an eye onto the, to the rest of the things. And, you know, you know, you know it when you see it. Uh, and it's just, it's something un- very unique to film, uh, I think as well. So, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, very good. No, no. We are done with that. Uh, well, no, it was very disciplined of you to keep, uh, keep the conversation <laughs> on track. Um, That's me, Mr. Discipline. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh no! I just had flashbacks to the episode this week of the Mandalorian. I, 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 I will. I think my 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 difficulty with it was uh, one. Um, uh, it had a tone that reminded me a bit of some of the flaws of uh, Boba Fett, and, and two, watching this after Andor is hard. Right. It's. Uh, yeah, it's difficult. Well, um, and for me, it's uh, 
this one seemed much more uh, table dressing, moving pieces around. It's like, okay, this seems like a episode four or five in the series in the season, not not right out of the gate uh, after being gone so long. Um, well, there's sort of thing. There, there's something a little bit different about this episode in that uh, John Favreau is writing solo on this um, uh, with without at least not credited with Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni is focusing on the uh, another series, Ahsoka being one of the key ones. So I I, I think Dave Filoni is really important, uh, being in his involvement, yeah. uh, because he tends to think thing things through long term, right? Um, and yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it, uh, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was it was very paced quite poorly i felt the opening scene which was meant to be uh kind of the the thing that get, grabs our attention didn't mm -hmm. grab my attention as much as when the mandalorian went into a butcher's confronted a crime lord and <laughs> right. and very coolly kind of, 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 of took took everyone out um <laughs> right uh yeah the big monster was almost like okay, okay right sure sure and and it wasn't even a punch in the air moment when you know, oh, his ship arrived, and I, I yeah. felt like it was meant to be, uh, but I didn't know who most of these people were. I knew who the no. the you know the blacksmith lady was, but right. um, uh, didn't... I thought it was a flashback. Right, I right. Was, so did uh, I. Yeah, uh, I'm like, oh, they're showing him when he got it. Oh no, okay. Oh, it's this. Yeah. Well, then and he I... shows up, and it's like, oh, okay, you're still banned. <laughs> like, oh, okay. right. Yeah. What do I need yeah. to do? Yeah. Okay. You, you know, it's all like very much like a video game. <laughs> You're banned, but you're allowed to walk among us. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. ah, this feels a little bit funny. And John Favreau said something really weird, um, which has got quite a few people going like, eh, I think you made that up after the fact, uh, is that he said that that, that uh, Grogu and Luke were together for like two years. And there was nothing in that episode to imply that it had been that long. Yeah. Um. And that feels like something that's been done in retrospect. And then the other thing is you're also, I, well, at least I am comparing it to The Last of Us, where every episode has, has just knocked it out of the park for me, has been something that can stand on its own, that has a full character arc, that actually raises the stakes with every episode that's come up. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of realized what a great story it is and it's not changed from the game but in this context you really get a chance to kind of appreciate it you know yeah agreed um yeah and uh in terms of new this week the only other one i'd call out and if you haven't started watching it i cannot recommend it enough is uh poker face the show with uh natasha leone the ryan johnson's uh behind okay it's on uh, paramount and she's basically like Columbo. It's very much like a 70s uh, detective serialized oh, uh, case thing. But there's an episode, I just call it out particular to you, uh, uh, <laughs> late here in the season. The season's almost done. Uh, where, because uh, she travels, she has to travel. She has to stay off the grid and, and travel around to keep one step ahead of the people after. Um, uh -huh. But she comes across a guy that's basically uh, Phil Tippett who's trying to make, and he's basically making uh, mad God 
and oh, wow. she's helping okay. him do that. And then there's a whole murder mystery thing that he's gets embroiled in and sort of thing there. But I'm like, even his name is like Lippet or something like that. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like this oh. wonderful little homage to, uh, to him and to that effort. And it's and been, I was like, Oh, it's created know, by Ryan Johnson. Yes. Oh, right. He's okay. directed a couple. He did the latest, uh, episode and he, you know somebody saying you know he directed the hell out of it which uh, yes he did uh which also had joseph you know his longtime joseph gordon levitt uh had uh-huh. stephanie shu from uh everything everywhere uh the daughter from everything everywhere all at once nice uh is in it um but the quality of the show is just great across the board they can pull in because it's episodic uh they can yeah. pull in different uh actors and great characters uh well, it says uh, it's a mystery of the week show, so yes. I'm imagining the kind of Columbo type thing. Very much so. She even like does the thing where she's like, "Ah, uh, this thing, 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 where she's doing her hand you know, thing." <laughs> Just uh, one more thing. Yeah. The credits at the beginning look like you know Rockford or so, and in fact, there's an episode where she uh, turns around in her car and she drives this old uh, Barracuda, and uh, she does a Rockford. I'm like, oh, you know, I did the whole nice Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> meme, like yeah, snap, got point, yep. <laughs> yep. I yeah. get it. I see what you did there. Uh, nice. So that I sounds like a really it, uh, easy show to watch as well. Because sometimes it, it, it is, and it's really well done. And it's also just uh, you know you can see what Ryan Johnson's doing, where he's pulling from, and and what he's building and how it's getting done. But then um, several of the episodes, female directors, female cinematographers. Uh, Maya Rudolph's another one of the producers on it, along with oh, Natasha nice. Leone as well. So there's. Uh, um, you get uh, a female character, even though it is, you know, Natasha Leone, it seems a little more rough and ready, but yeah. uh, it has a different pace, a different feel than the standard well-worn uh, uh, detective uh, nice. thing. So, but uh, just the one, the one, the one who watched where I'm like, oh my God, that's, 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 he's supposed to be Phil Tibbet. Because uh, it's Nick, it's Nick Nolte uh, in the role. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, and it's, okay. Uh, uh, you would you'll get a kick out of it let's just put it that nice way. nice that that looks good that looks good i'll have to check that out um and uh yeah i'm happy that series nowadays aren't like 27 episodes or whatever they they tend to be like 8 right. 10 12 or something which is a lot easier and then the quality is definitely the higher as well and then not worrying about the length of the episodes mm-hmm. is so good because you can feel the filler just melt away and it's 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 nice and uh, focused. Uh, though I am always disappointed when on a new episode of a show I like, I'm like, "What? It's only 35 minutes this week? God, come on!" Yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the Mandalorian, 46 minutes. I'm like, really? Well, you... yeah. I'm... <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, yeah. Anyway, agreed on we, that we, point. We will have to do this. Maybe we'll do the Star Wars episode soon. Uh, and well, shoot uh, for, we, uh, we should shoot for, uh, you know, it's, well, today it's March the 4th, which isn't May the 4th, but, you know, it's Star Wars Day. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. Cool. Right. I'm going cool. to, uh, I guess we're going to wrap things up here uh, and uh, make sure that we don't drop off too quickly. So, Morgan's going to chat to. Uh,
you know how the other half lives. Two Oceans.